American Slacker Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man sure. needs a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Oh my god, it's like a Walmart party or something. What the fuck is that? Let them smoke a little. Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. It's not a public thing. Come on now. I don't care. I've been smoking. This is cool. Don't you point that at each other. Talking shit. Damn. You need to like step it up to that point. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with. The we're not gonna leave with that. It's all very suction and air pressure. Carbs. The airflow has got to be perfect. Oh boy. Oh yeah, so what were we going to talk about in the intro? We're going to talk about this asshole, Jess. Oh, God, I'm coughing. Jess Sessions. <laughs> oh yeah, doesn't he not like weed? <coughs> the 84th Attorney General of the United States. Somebody we should be concerned if he doesn't Oh, like sorry, weed. Jeff. I didn't know. I, I hey, didn't Jeff. realize. Listen to me hit this bowl. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be smoking on air if you're not cool with it. If it's not it's up a, to your moral standard. It's a marijuana standard. pipe. <laughs> if, that, if that makes us bad people, quote Marijuana is, is only slightly less awful than heroin, according to Jeff Sessions. Which we, yeah. uh, we agreed we stay away from politics, but this guy Absolutely. crossed the line when he started yeah. saying this nonsense. Yeah, uh, do it. Do what you will. Uh, vote, vote blue, vote red, but don't vote against green, because that's uh, that's declaring war against American Slacker Podcast. Jeff yeah, Sessions, well, we're putting you on blast. He's on blast. He's a fucking complete moron with most of the statements he has to say in regards to marijuana use. It sounds like we're reading a Cold War fucking textbook. Like <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, Ah oh, man, we were watching a video earlier where he was relating the the crime, the small crime incre- increase that's happened in Denver, Colorado. Like, or was it in Colorado in general? Um, just it's a very small rate increase, and he's relating it to marijuana use. We we looked into that, and there's a lot of people and uh, publications saying that it's very difficult for anyone to link. A, ra- a raise in crime rates to marijuana use in Colorado. Uh, we also stumbled upon something I believe is from the Denver Press, where the police said there is a small increase in uh, in crime related to marijuana businesses, but it was about one percent. Yes, yeah. Which I mean, what, what does that mean? Does that mean like robberies to the business or like, you know, I. I mean, it could be something. Now. It could be something as simple as like not having the correct license if you're running a medical marijuana facility. So oh, his okay, idea. Okay. So his idea that like criminals are the ones who are like using marijuana and that it, and to for him to like have the audacity to say that uh, marijuana is 
like a step off from heroin, it's like you clearly don't know what you're talking about at that point. You've made it. Well, you made it very apparent. I believe he said good people do not use marijuana, right? Isn't that a direct quote? That wasn't. That was another quote from him. Um, so uh, another direct quote that we have here. He says, "I'm astonished to hear people suggest that we can solve our heroin crisis by legalizing marijuana, so people can trade off one life-wrecking dependency for another. That's only slight less, slightly less awful." So, I'm gonna wager that Jeff Sessions has never known anyone on heroin, oh, and never uh, had to deal with someone who's addicted to heroin. I'm gonna assume Jeff Sessions in school was that kid that never got offered drugs because he was so annoying that nobody wanted to chill with him. <laughs> That's probably there's, a safe bet, right? There's always those kids. He was that kid. If if you if you're gonna outright say that uh, heroin is anything like marijuana, then you're just proclaiming your ignorance. Delusional. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but God, it annoys me to no end. Um, the benefits found, of marijuana. Come on. <laughs> get, getting to the benefits, uh, we went and looked in a little bit further so you're not we're not just talking out of our ass here uh drugpolicy.org who advocates for um marijuana to be removed from criminal justice system and regulated like alcohol and tobacco which i would say uh close to that let's go similar to that because i believe you still should be able to grow at home it's like yeah without a doubt i mean come on it's a fucking it's nature but they <laughs> you know? uh, on their on their website uh, they talk about reasons to legalize. They say it reduces harm. Uh, criminalization of marijuana uh, uses disproportionately uh, use. Sorry, criminalization of marijuana use disproportionately harms young people, people of color, and sponsors massive levels of violence, corruption, and fails to curb youth access. Which makes sense because the dispensary I go to isn't going to let someone in unless they have a card, you know, and they're not going to let a kid in who's underage. It's just like bars. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's regulated. There's no way for them to access it at all. And I mean there's always like ways for kids to get alcohol, so there's gonna be ways for kids to get weed. But like it's better off regulated than not. Uh it also creates jobs. Um you can save money uh with law enforcement not having to go after people for marijuana, which usually that's all they're doing. That's there's no other crime being committed by these people. Some people that commit – it's one of those things where it's like if people commit crimes, they might have marijuana on them, but not all marijuana users commit crimes. Yes, yeah. And uh, not to mention that industrial hemp is still illegal in the United States for mass production anyway. Which is kind of outrageous. Yeah, especially with all the textile products it can create. One more, one more point to having uh, legalized and regulated marijuana is uh, it would promote consumer safety. Uh when you go to the store and you get something off the shelf, it's been uh, run by the FDA to make sure that it is up to a standard so that it won't get you sick. It's uh, It says what it ha- It actually has what it says it has in it. Um, the same thing with marijuana. You know, it it's the difference between getting something grown organically or with, like, pesticides, which you wouldn't want necessarily for your vegetables on your plate, and people wouldn't want necessarily for their weed that they're putting in their bowl. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, we got a little bit uh, heated over Jeff Sessions here. Fucking Jeff Sessions, man. Not not a friend of American Slacker podcast. So we're gonna be ending today's episode saying fuck Jeff Sessions, along with our normal. That's it. There you fuck go. Fuck you. Yes, he gives a special throw out there. 
<laughs> fucking we'll, and we'll keep that we'll keep that going i think maybe until I'm, he, I'm uh, gonna hit my bowl again for jeff sessions I'm not even there gonna lie. you go and while you do that i'm gonna say welcome to american slacker podcast i'm jesse this is a little reversal right now matt usually introduces himself oh first. and i'm the partner in crime my name is matthew <laughs> and now as always we're here to bring you the content that you love thank you for tuning in yeah we're happy to have you guys listening uh Hopefully you're smoking a nice fat joint. Even if not, hopefully you're you're uh, like-minded and you understand that there's a greater purpose for marijuana besides just smoking it and getting high. I just get I get heated. I get heated oh, when man. they come after it. Ignorance, man. It's so ignorant. Some people have like their causes. Like some people are all about the dolphins. Other people are like don't want their guns taken away. Don't take my weed, yeah, man. Dude, hell yeah, and I could totally relate to that. A hundred percent. Can't take my bong from me. Leave the man's bong alone. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do we have any news up front we want to we wanna let people uh, know about? Nothing I can think of. I feel like there's something we should be telling them about. Oh, I'm freezing. <sighs> uh, well, I mean, one thing you might have seen by the time this episode's out, we were starting to do giveaways on Instagram every so often. Ah, uh, we could tell. We could, yeah. Yeah, make sure you're yeah. following us over there. We're uh, American Slacker Podcast on yeah. at Instagram. Surprise giveaways. You never know what we're going to find to just give you guys. Entice you to like us a little better. You will get a heads up on the giveaways yes. on our Facebook if you go over there and Definitely. like our page. Check out the Facebook. Always going to be the heads up on that first. Hell yeah. So let's give the people what they want. We're going to get into news. Now, St. Patrick's Day. I'm, I'm hoping everyone had fun, stayed safe, didn't end up arrested like half the stories in our last episode. Oh, my God. It's the holiday that probably gets the most arrests. Yeah. It's between that and, and Halloween, I'd imagine. Christmas might be bad. Really? You think Christmas would oh, be bad? Oh, everyone fights during the holidays. everybody's home. Ah, you're right. You're right. They need to bring out the worst in us. It's all that, uh, it's all that meat, and you don't want oh. someone bothering you when you're napping. And what about Thanksgiving? It's Thanksgiving Same. like a brutal like throwdown. Like yep, two, it's all the it's the fucking, yams with the marshmallows on top that does it. I've never seen more domestics than the Thanksgiving of thirteen. So yeah, the uh, we're we're talking about uh, St. Patrick's Day, like we said. Hope everyone had a good one. In Vancouver, they they were having a bit of a hard time on social media this uh, St. Patrick's Day. Why is that? They they put out a promotion. <laughs> Uh, showing off some of their pub fare, you know, a little bit of food on a plate with a pint of Guinness, you know, traditional okay. drink when it comes to Hell American yeah. uh, St. Patrick's Day. So Dan Olson, the owner of the Railroad Cafe in Vancouver, woke up on Tuesday morning morning to find his phone inundated with angry messages from the good people of Ireland. This tiny, what? This tiny cafe <laughs> in Vancouver, Canada, has enraged... This island in the United Kingdom. What Fucking, what could it what could it possibly be? You don't want to do that. You don't want to get a bunch of Irish pissed at you. You don't want to do that. That's 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 something I, I fucking have nightmares so of. So Conor McGregor's a not crowd in the of area, Irish people. Right? Dude, a crowd of Conor McGregor's coming at you. <laughs> the Irish are hard people. Now, if you if you're able to see the photo, you and you're a beer lover, you might be able to tell right off the bat what the Irish people are upset with. This Guinness okay. has been poured up to the top with the foam trickled down the side. There is no head to this beer uh, whatsoever. Oh, it's just a fizzy mess. So they were getting tweets like, at Guinness, please do not supply any more Guinness to at Railroad Cafe just for this alone. Oh, man. 
Oh, cutting off the supply line. You've insulted them to the highest level. <laughs> and they said, uh, another tweet said, uh, Railroad Cafe Ireland is watching. Uh, is this how pints <laughs> are in Canada? I'm, I'm very happy this wasn't an American uh, pub or bar, you know. They, this is like, they lit this dude up over this beer that was poured wrong. Well, you don't fuck with the alcohol, man. There's a few things they they, they find comfort in, and alcohol is one of them. <laughs> Someone also tweeted. Talking potato farmers, man. At Gavin O'Connor <laughs> tweeted at him, that pint looks like it had 16 pints on St. Patrick's Day and struggled to keep them down. So Railroad Cafe tried to make good, and they uploaded another picture, the same exact like thing, except with a properly poured Guinness. And they said, thanks for all the friendly comments, everyone. <laughs> eh. That's putting it in real friendly. Um, we're not all a bunch. Of- At least they fix their error. They learn how to pour beer properly. Yeah, and but they also. Uh, oh man, this actually was pretty funny. Someone must have called them this. They go, "Thanks for the comments, everyone. We're not all a bunch of maple syrup drinking snow farmers." And to make up for the blasphemous oh, pour fuck. depicted in the photo, we've poured another pint that hopefully is worthy of Ireland. In true Canadian fashion, we'd like to apologize. So we're inviting anyone of age yeah, maple loving. with an Irish... <laughs> Dude, that's fucking epic. Maple-loving oh, snow farmer. Or maple-drinking snow farmers. <laughs> oh, I thought it was maple-loving. Damn. Maple-syrup-drinking snow maple farmers. Tr- I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, but yeah, That's kind of a tongue And then they said Damn. anyone who is of age with a valid Irish passport can join them on St. Patrick's Day for a perfectly poured Guinness and a shot of Jameson. So it's like, ah... Uh, Beer on us. We fucked up. Oh, you just got to travel across the Well, ocean. if anyone was there who was Irish and they had a valid passport. Just happened so. to be visiting. Yeah. They get the reap of the benefits of ignorance. Maybe right? there were some. Uh, like Jeff Sessions, you cocksucker. <laughs> Fuck Jeff Fuck Sessions. Fuck you. That's. Uh, Fuck Jeff we, Sessions. We should get a counter on our. <laughs> Or fuck Jeff Sessions. There's going to be a, a common undertone throughout this episode. You will notice it. Yep. It's gonna be apologies in advance. If you're if you like him for any reason, uh, write us at americanslacker at gmail dot com and tell us why the fuck we should like this guy if he's coming after yeah. something. Let that us he know why you disagree. About. Yeah, give us a legitimate excuse yeah. for why he's not an asshole. Yeah, and we won't we won't talk to you like we're talking about him. So in our next story, you would think he was a lightweight. Um, apparently, turns out he was not drinking. So, to give you the backstory, what we have here is we've got a throw-up incident. Uh, get the puke on. Daryl Hamilton Jr. is the victim of the scene, and the scene is of the worst timing ever. He decided to take his girlfriend, Rihanna Lopez, of two years, on a romantic airplane ride. Okay. Now, he chose an area... Um, it's a plane ride going over the Blossom Trail, an area near Fresno, California. And he chose it during a season where the fruits, the fruit trees start to blossom and create like quite quite a cool color pattern. Oh, nice! And it happens in late February. He had uh, been filming, and uh, he was waiting for the opportune moment to pop the question, but he was feeling he was feeling a little queasy, uh, <coughs> and that's when the motion sickness started setting in. The video we have here, he decides that he's going to pop the question, and you can tell he's a little off. And then he, he gives her the ring and stuff, and then in, like right right as he's like really doing it, he starts like holding his stomach, and that's when it goes down. Oh, that's terrible. Worst this timing. Poor guy. Nowhere to this run poor either. Poor guy. And to quote him, the worst thing he he did of all was what this statement alone. The only thing that was really on my mind was wanting to get it over with. That is not the way you want to start a marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you're rushing it. 
dude. Like, <laughs> oh man, you should have held the ring and been like, okay, we're just gonna enjoy this plane ride, and I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's a good point. He could have done. He could have like, thrown up and then done it afterward. But then, like, yeah, like, you're gonna need a mint, dude. Save it, man. Save it. You can think up another plan. This wasn't the like the most like. That should yeah. That should have been your sign. You know. Yeah. Right. Hell but, yeah. Like hold God on. knows, maybe <laughs> this marriage lasts a year. <laughs> right. Oh man. I mean, I I don't know the way that the uh, bride to be looks. She was a little uh, off put when he started throwing chunks. She Felt probably bad, wasn't expecting bit, it. Tell. That and they were kind of yeah, crammed into I mean, a plane, right? Yeah, and it's not a big plane at all. It looks like it could maybe seat six. Okay, they're sitting right behind the pilot. Yeah. Jeez. But the view is great. <laughs> I can see the view out the windows, and uh, it looks like a beautiful grid of different farmlands. And he, it was lovely. probably a combination of nerves and like the, uh, I don't know if he was afraid of heights or like had a yeah you know, gets queasy on those sort of uh, situations, like on a boat or a plane oh. or in the car. But I those yeah. those could all be factors in what happened there. Oh, you never know. I I am no fan of plane rides at all, so I could totally relate to this. I mean, I haven't thrown up on a plane, but I wouldn't put it past me. Well, that needs an anxious eater, so he had like a whole block of cheese on the way over there. Oh, see, I, I look at you, look at you noticing the fine details that I like to forget. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was a uh, teamwork, man. It was an safety, unpasteurized <laughs> safety first, then teamwork. It was an unpasteurized cheddar. Look at that. That's what brought him down. Oh my god. <laughs> it is, man. That's one Jeez. way to, That's one Let's way cut to story off. I don't want to down talk cheese, man. No, Fuck no. Fuck Jeff Sessions. Let's keep it at that. Fuck Jeff Sessions. Fuck you. Um so our our next story, we we've both had uh like piercings besides like ear piercings. Yes, sir. There's plenty of ways to go about getting your lip pierced. And Oh yeah. Pro- this you is do it at home. You could go to the studio, get it done nice. Well, hell, you, you can do somebody. You can get it done on the uh, on the ski mountain now. Really? Oh, that's convenient. You go take the trip to the go ski, get your little like vacation away for the weekend. That's yeah, nice. yeah, and just ski right into a tree with your face. Oh God, <laughs> not so nice. And it's free. Is like another uh, oh, bonus point on that. Free well, always comes with a price. Yeah, like the trip to the hospital. So this guy oh. in uh, Jackson Hole, he's a ski instructor, impales his face on a branch. We're going to put this up on social media. Oh, Hopefully sorry. I'll remember to put a disclaimer before we put this picture out. But um, this guy, his name is Natty Hagood. Natty Hagood. Natty Hagood. He is yeah, a ski instructor no good. for Jack. Yeah, <laughs> no good. No good. People are netted no good at this point. He, uh, 29-year-old ski instructor for Jackson Hole Mountain Resort in Wyoming, impales his face on a branch while skiing, uh, while trying to jump between two uh, trees. He called it a game breaker. Uh, he had oh, game. Got broke. In his face. That's not the way. Took oh, a branch. God. Yeah, that's oh impaled by a branch, man, and through the lip. Whoa! It and it goes the in tree was one side, for you. and then comes out the other. So it's like two spots. Uh, he went to the hospital. Oh, he, he got the they said he, he was, got snake bites. Yeah, he got the nice. uh, the the old snake bites. But he said oh. it. He was in good spirits when he got there. Um, had a piece of a tree hanging out of his face. 
and soon he went on to join a punk rock band called Lumber Murder. Killing the trees. We are the trees. So yeah, using good spirits, they got the branch out of space, sewed them up. Addy had good. Doing very good. I want to know how the tree is doing. Is the tree okay? Oh, tree, tree's <laughs> tree's good. It got three okay. more. It got three more skiers that day. Actually, it's doing good. Real nice. nice, good. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm I'm glad to hear that it's keeping up with the quota. <laughs> I'm glad this guy can drink liquids again. Cause like you got oh. two, you got two holes in you your got face. Holes like that. everywhere. You yeah. got to tape them up every time he decides he really wants to have a drink. It'd be like one of those cartoon thing guys that cowboys that get shot and then drinks the water. Oh no! Glad he's along here. We're glad he's all right. Into our next story of brutality. In the Upper East Side, a security guard was assaulted at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. The reasoning behind the security guard getting assaulted is, is quite funny. Apparently, the suspect went up to the security guard and decided that the painting that he was observing was hanging crooked on the wall. The response that the security guard provided to the suspect wasn't exactly to the suspect's liking. <laughs> Clearly. So, said suspect decides to clobber... <laughs> Quote, the security guard with the bottle smashes a bottle over the security guard's head due to this painting hanging hanging crooked. Or maybe maybe the security guard said something that just caught him off guard and he just couldn't deal with it. Now that's I mean that's really annoying though the painting being crooked, you know. I mean, but the security guard didn't hang the painting. I mean, it's not it's not on him. It's I on whoever's see it. running the archive. The, I could see the, how the it would bother the, him. The week. It depends on what it is. You know that security guard knew the person who could fix that painting. He just didn't feel like doing it. He, you feel like he could have done something, but he didn't. He ignored that man. I'm not saying it deserves like, a bottle to that. He was like, hey, man, that, that painting's like off crooked. You're doing the artist like a, a disservice. And the, the security guard's like, fuck off, man. man. Just enjoy the art. It's like, fuck off, man. Yeah, I don't fix paintings. <laughs> oh, and you just happen to be holding a glass uh, Dasani or some shit. Or what, what's that one? Uh, or, yeah, yeah Voss. Awesome. There you go. The uh, big uh, cylindrical yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's oh. that's why they shouldn't allow glass bottles in museums. Yeah, I thought art, that was like a... Art makes people furious. <laughs> man. Yeah, it really gets you in touch with your You're, your internals. You might walk in there and see like a boob or a vagina, and someone's gonna be like, "How? What? Ah, ah, Rage! Offended! They collapse to the ground and they rip their shirts off and they scream to the heavens and they go, "God, why? Why don't I have a glass bottle to shatter over a security guard's head? Uh, it's terrible. Why? Like poor security guard man, he didn't sign up for that shit." Well, the security guard has said that they are just thankful that no visitors were injured in the incident. Um, I'm not worried about them. Was, they didn't get bottled. He was brought to, yeah, <laughs> he was brought to the hospital with just a cut on his head in stable condition, and he is fine. Okay. He's Thank a grizzled you. veteran of the museum now. Thank goodness. But there is a suspect loose, 20 to 25 years old, police say, standing five foot eight and weighing around 150 pounds. I think we actually have so, a clip. I think we actually have a clip of the. Uh, we're gonna put a. We're <laughs> gonna put up a, a mug shot of this guy. Maybe uh, we we help contribute to catching this this bottler. I, I'm thinking he's a sketchy he's, looking dude. 
I'm thinking I've seen some clips of uh, his his upbringing in the Trailer Park Boys. With the, Dude. He was part of that group of bottle kids who would – He was uh, a bottle kid. That sma- makes sense, man. Go smash bottles on people's cars. Bottle kids! He kind of looks like um, a gnome of sorts. He's got a really long beard. He's wearing like a beanie. He's looking at the security cam dead on, so it looks like he went in there with the intent to do some dirt. <laughs> oh man, he's yeah he he, he, he looks sketchy as hell. That he does be- look really that sketchy. beard that beard's that beard. a bit much. Oh, it's a that's probably where that bottle came of, from. He just had it stashed in there, and God knows what else he's fucking hiding in there. You just hollowed it out, concealed away. You just hollow beard. hollow out the beard and then stash it in there like a little uh, wine stash case. Things from the backside, he reaches up under the backside of the beard and flick his face out. forward. Fuck. It falls out. Fucking how he pull a cannon out of there? What the fuck? <laughs> they, yeah, that's that's terrible. They got a uh, uh, no more glass bottles in the in the museum. Yeah, no more glass bottles. Let's keep an eye out for this and get a fucking Security level. Guards. Get they, literally if you get if you have an iPhone, yes. you have a level on your phone. I hope the artist was like informed if they're alive. Yeah, what? Ugh. What if the painting was straight the whole time? <laughs> like, you imagine it's like, and we proceeded to investigate the the painting was not off. It's like that guy's leg is like a foot shorter than the other leg. Like, of course he's gonna think. Oh, it's crooked. dude, like, everything's crooked in his life. He's just slanted. That's the problem. <sighs> Man, I think we and solved this one. Story. That's yeah. It was a that limb. big miscommunication. Or, God, he's like, why it's short? You, he's like, you slanted motherfucker. I'm not telling anyone that that thing's not straight. And then he's like, the hook, what? The hook, ah! they hook me up to a truck and they yank my leg. That's why it's longer. It's like so you're just really short then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were trying to do him a favor, extend him, stretch Armstrong style. Oh, boy, that's don't don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> well, if you're if you're uh, seeing museums and uh, bottling security guards in the New York area, that was in that was one of the New York ones, right? Yes, that was in the Upper East Side, baby. You may one have also finest. you may have also uh, heard about the new Metro cards that are coming out or that have come out in New York City, and they have the city shook to its core. Oh my God. Because Who would have thought it would have been Metro cards? It's dead squirrels that the mayor's been shooting. They're just taking pictures of them and putting them on the card's front. Oh, it's mass- terrible. Squirrel massacre. It's just a picture of him with a shotgun. It's de Blasio smiling with dead <sighs> squirrels. No, I'm kidding. And he's that just is holding not... one up by the legs, like the little teeny little cute legs. He's just he like, hates him. smiling. He hates them. That's where he takes out his aggression. No. So de Blasio's not shooting squirrels. They're not putting dead squirrels on the Metro cards. What they are doing is, if you've heard of the brand name Supreme, they are a clothing company. Uh, They originally uh, started in Manhattan in uh, April of 1994. So they've been around a while. And they started as a gang of, uh, like, skaters that basically ran the store and bought stuff from the store. So they've been around for a while, but they've in the past like few like year like year and a half they've uh, really blown up, and people are like clamoring to get their hands on anything Supreme. I mean, even when I went over to Korea, they had like sweat knockoff sweatshirts that said Supreme on them. <laughs> of course they did, right? So uh, the New York City Metro was like 
oh, we're going to do some uh, special branded Supreme Metro cards. And the Metro card only is usually 275 so the Supreme one is 550 So it's a little bit more expensive, but people want it for, like, the brand name. And there were lines just, like, out up the stairs of the subway. There, uh, People tweeted out pictures, like, found the Supreme Metro card line. There's one dude at the front buying them all up. Yeah, fucking trying to sell them and make profit. Got him on lock. Hit me up. We were talking <laughs> earlier about how, you know, if you this is something very specific. If you can't, if you don't live in New York City and live near one of the stations that has these Metro cards, you aren't going to be able to get it. So they're going to catch yeah, a high oh, price yeah. on, like, let alone eBay time. or Amazon, Over you know? Time. It's going to cost you yeah. $5, and someone in, like, California is going to want to buy it for, like, 50 or more. Just because it says uh, Supreme on it. Yep, just, yeah, because it has the labeling. It's branded, bitch. Yep, and so people were going to the front and just buying up a shit ton of them. Uh, police got involved at a couple of the stations uh, and had to, like, push people back because they were sort of crowding the machine. Oh, yeah, everybody wanted one. <laughs> and people were just buying him out. Like, there's another picture that uh, someone tweeted out for him, damn self, uh, on Twitter. It was he's got one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five of them. Um, so you know that cost him what twenty five, thirty bucks. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I guess it's cool. I think I would the, probably if I was in the city, I would fucking definitely take advantage of that. It's it's cooler looking on, than on. the. Uh, Normal oh, the Metro cards, cards are plain sure. as shit. Yellow. I have one lingering around here from the last time I was in the city and used the fucking Metro. Now, I'm not like I I haven't used the New York subway all that much. Uh, I use the trains a lot more to get in the city. But um, I think you can reload them from what I understand, right? See, I never reloaded mine. I uh, bought. I don't remember how I bought mine. I remember buying mine and my girlfriend at the time. So, um, I feel like we bought like something for all day or something. Huh. Like Every time I've gone to the city in the last, the last like five times I've gone to the city, I drove down and didn't need a train. But um, for my birthday last year, I believe I went down and used the trains, and uh, it was it was pretty expensive. I remember that. So I think we bought like, if it wasn't all day, it was like a more than enough passes for like we were gonna use. Huh. But, uh, yeah. I'm, it definitely I'm... it cost me probably like forty bucks for two people for like the day of like. Because that's. We did. If that's going to be like your new Metro card and you're going to carry it around and in your wallet, then yeah, that's kind of And you can reload cool it? Hell yeah. Why not? Especially if you've been looking at that plain ass yellow bullshit forever. <laughs> yeah, and actually I, I found a video right here that's off of uh, someone's someone's YouTube channel. It says a uh, short video on how to refill a Metro card, so it looks like you can. And you, you can even do it online, I think. So it makes oh. sense. You want to get something that's cooler yeah. than uh, the normal shitty Metro card, and well, you know what pissed me off is that even though it was like a special one, it was still that flimsy paper-like card. Right. It's not like an actual like laminated like thick card like any like store club card or anything like that. Yeah, they should invest in like a little bit sturdier uh, material for it. Do like a plastic one. The the ones that I got in Korea because their subway operates kind of on the same thing. You get the little plastic cards at Seven Eleven, and then you have. Uh, machine to fill them up which was all in english uh it, there was an option for it which was nice yeah didn't have to like decode korean to get from one place to another oh that's real nice yeah so i'm i, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that happen soon them go to some sort of card stock that's a little bit 
better than that flimsy ass paper. And then they'll be charging ten bucks for it. Yep. Yeah. Right. They'll fucking definitely upcrease that. <laughs> and you only get it like two rides hard, on though. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so our next story is uh, you got to be careful with these drones, people. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Doesn't matter. You buy you buy the best drone, the cheapest drone. You buy a micro drone. You got to be careful where you're flying these. All right. Very true. FAA's got restrictions now. There's a lot of restrictions. Well, in our next story, we don't know the exact location, and we don't know exactly a lot of the circumstances because it's a military incident. Sir, that's we do know a U.S. ally used a $3 million Patriot missile to shoot down a fucking $300 Amazon drone. Ooh-wee. Well, you might be saying, hey, that doesn't equate. $3 million <laughs> for a toy drone. But, you know, I mean, you got the job done. <laughs> this was a super now, drone. Oh, yeah. Well, you never know. The strike was made by um, U.S. ally General David Perkins um, told a military symposium. And we have an actual video clip that we'd like to play because this guy is quite the character. Yeah, yeah. When we started first dealing with enemy unmanned aerial systems, the gut instinct was, well, that's an air defense problem. That's an air defense problem because they're in the air. And in fact, we have a very close ally of ours that was dealing uh, with a uh, adversary that was using the small quadcopter UASs, and they shot it down with a Patriot missile. <laughs> now, that worked. They got it. It did. That worked. Oh, Patriot missiles. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, that's just three million down the drain. Right. Like we missed him. We were a little left, sir. Item. The problem is. They that on the kinetic exchange ratio, the Patriot won. Okay, hell yeah, that quadcopter that cost 200 bucks from Amazon.com did not stand a chance against the Patriot. (laughs) So, on the kinetic exchange ratio, they won. On the economic exchange ratio, I'm not sure that's a good economic exchange ratio. In fact, if I'm the enemy, I'm thinking, hey, I'm just going to get on eBay and buy as many of these $300 quadcopters as I can and expend all the Patriot missiles out there. So what we've done is look at it and say, no, th- this, this is a commander's problem. This is not an air defense problem. This is a commander's problem. We defined it from the very beginning. So, as you can see, well, I, first off, I mean, so many things about that. I'd hope that it took care of it. it the average drone that you could buy maybe has a top speed of 50 miles per hour. Well, a Patriot missile travels five times the speed of sound. <laughs> the poor little drone never stood a chance. <laughs> And then he's just now he's just telling the allies to or the uh, the enemy to to fucking come out his allies with fucking a shit ton of these cheap Amazon drones. Now I, I thought about that because we were talking earlier and you had mentioned you had mentioned that. But what do you think their budget is? Like the enemy for drones? Yeah, I know we got them beat. But I how mean, many Patriot missiles do we have to send before they run out of money to? Oh, buy how drones? many Patriot? God, this is the U.S. <laughs> government. They probably got them stacked all over. Yeah. God. I mean, it's probably like we could probably there's got to be another type of uh, we were saying maybe do like sniper fire. Is it crazy of me to think that they could send off like maybe 100 without an issue? Like and then maybe somebody be like, all right, well, what are we doing here? It's like like a bee's nest over there and you're (laughs) using a can of raid on every bee. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine like every single one gets a full can? It's like, I think you're dead. (laughs) 
I need to make sure. <laughs> you can't even oh, see man. him anymore. Are you sure he's there? It's just like white dead spots all over your lawn. Oh, <laughs> God. For every single bee that you bee killed. Jesus. Yeah, you would probably run out. I don't know. Would they run out of bees in the bee's nest before you ran out of money for raid? Oh, dude, yeah, it's a lot of raid. That would be quite expensive. I mean, an average hive probably has at least 500 bees. You're talking 500 cans of raid, maybe cheap as you get at $30 a can. <laughs> Wait, if you call, if you go bulk, yeah, you could definitely get it like three, maybe 250 if we get a good deal. If not, if you play go hard, you play store, hardball. Which I don't know how you're going to do that because they definitely aren't going to have 500. But besides, but that's the definitely overkill. That's a lot of raid. <laughs> But as you can see, General David Perkins is also like-minded and is trying to figure out a way, an alternative to deal with these drones. That doesn't, he doesn't cost like a million the dollars. Idea. I mean, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've also seen there's advancements in ways to combat drones, um, including there's guns that actually... Hawks. Shoot, well, there's hawks and eagles that will grab the drone and smash it on the ground. But then you lose your hawk or eagle if it's an explosive device. Um, there's other uh, drones. You were showing the drone that had a net. He goes, ah, what do you mean? What do you mean? How is that eagle going to or hawk what, No, I was just thinking, what's our hawk budget? How many hawks do we have to send? Well, I mean, if you're <laughs> like the Patriot here, and then you're just raising falcons, and they're like, well, so, training. So... If, Hawks and Falcons are going to be way less expensive than Patriot missiles, though. Oh, without a doubt. That's definitely... And you might get it back. That's definitely a cost-effective alternative. We can agree to that. I mean, Jesus, take take one million and just invest it into Hawks and Falconeering. Hawks. Like, fuck you hear, yeah. You heard it here first, people. Take a million dollars right now. Invest it. Hawks, Falcons. That's what you're going to put your money into. Yep. It's a buyer's market right now. Warfare. <laughs> Highly trained animals. Avian soldiers. <laughs> that's that's uh, the best the best defense we got. That and nets, I think. That and nets. We do have drones that will drop nets on other drones. Well, um, that, the only problem is you'd just, have to be faster drone. And this is exactly what we were saying they would be doing when they were debating whether or not to use the Patriot missile. It's it's like they called a meeting. They're like, all right. We need to make sure that these drones aren't coming at us. And someone's like, they're like, ideas. Someone's like, we got Patriot missiles. Like, yeah, okay, but that might be a little overkill. We'll come back to that if we don't get a better idea. Yeah, yeah. And somehow it circulates back to the $3 million per shot. It's like, well, you, if we, how are we going to justify to the American people spending $3 million on Hawks and Falcons? Which I don't get because I've definitely seen there's um, there's a gun that can shoot a signal to jam them so where they just drop. Oh, okay, like a little EMP it might rifle. Might be still in research. Yeah, it shoots a signal. It might be infrared. Um, it might be a magnetic pulse. I'm not sure, but it, there's it's ways. It's pretty big, actually, from what I saw. It just shoots a signal up to like 150 feet. So I mean, whoever the gunman is is getting relatively close if it is an explosive. But we're only fi we're five years away from that technology being viable, so I mean we're back to the Patriot <laughs> missiles again. Oh, God. <laughs> Three million dollars adds up. <laughs> so they're just like we'll blame it on uh, on Jimmy over here. Just uh, send send the Patriot missile. That's like who's the asshole with the drone? One. You're costing <laughs> us the taxpayers of the United States millions at a time with these cheap ass toys. Now, do you think they expire? Is it one of those things where they have to use them up? 
So maybe what, they the were Patriot just missiles? like. I, uh, I would imagine yeah. they got a life shelf for a pretty good de- time. Yeah. Now, I wonder how long they've been around. Uh, Patriot missiles were first produced in 1980 and operated in 12 countries, including the Netherlands, Germany, and Japan, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, granted, we could have gathered up a stockpile and we might need to use them if they have like a fucking 40, 50 year old lifespan. There's always Dude, those old Patriot missiles in the back. Gotta use it up. I mean, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna let them go, fire. Go, go check the date drone. on those. Lock like, on. Yep, we got a week. All right. Lock on. Yep. You got the green light. <laughs> check one, two, fire. We got the drone. It worked. It worked <laughs> tremendously. The mission was successful. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna advocate for uh, dr- uh, missiling drones, but that's pretty cool. It's it kind of cool. cool. It's pretty. It's I wish of, there was. It's oh, a lot of money, it, though. I wish it wasn't so secret, so that we have video footage to see this insanely fast missile just take care of this cheap little plastic toy. <laughs> Imagine it was some dude in like Cleveland's drone, because we didn't find out where it was. For all we know, no, it happened it, in Ohio. Yeah, and they wouldn't mention where it was. It's like it's not classified, but it's classified somewhat, apparently. <laughs> some guy named Dave. Some guy named Dave standing in a field watching his fucking like little viewing monitor and it just goes to static. It's like, what the like, fuck just cool. happened? This is then cool. Then he hears a fucking boom. Oh, oh God. Man. The echo. In the, yeah, in the distance. And he's like, huh, what if, the, what if the static has anything to do with that boom? Keep, uh, keep an eye on your drones. <laughs> keep an eye on your drones. Don't send them into sketchy Occupied territory. areas. Yeah, yeah seriously. Occupied, I mean, yeah. Just be careful. Like, Jesus, go to an open area. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of rules on drones these days. They're they're really cracking with, down with on With good them. reason. I mean, they're, you could fucking drop it on somebody's head. You could fucking violate privacy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know people are worried about the privacy thing. That's, uh, that's one one of the issues with drones. Oh, what yeah. are you going to do? Especially when most patri- are equipped with cameras. Hit him with a Patriot missile. And... Hit him with a Patriot missile? Or get yourself a Hawk, people. I mean... Viable options here. We're just yeah, become saying. a falconeer if you're so worried about your privacy with drones. Yeah, <laughs> or I mean, or acquire a Patriot missile because we know that works. So keeping keeping with missiles and drones and all that kind of stuff, we're gonna launch into technology. Now, we have quite a few story, uh, news stories to keep up with uh, the current tech right now. Um, and, of course, it wouldn't be tech if we didn't start with Elon Musk. The muskiness. The muskiness. Can smell him. Oh. Can smell him from here. Stop it now, man. You're insulting the man. It's very – it's such a it's – a, it's a musk. It's like this heavy musk in the room. Oh, God. Yogurt oh, and Elon. coasters. I didn't know you were here. Roller coasters, man. Yogurt Yogurt and roller coasters. He's like a Dr. Seuss of the future. I just imagine him smelling like uh, strawberry and stuff. You know, I don't know. (laughs) And oil from the roller coasters. And uh, oh, breaking news! This just in. Fuck Jeff Jeff Sessions. Continuing with the stories we're talking about. SpaceX is in news recently. On the 15th of March, they had a successful launch, launching Echo Star 23 into orbit, which was a it was carrying a satellite that will basically provide broadcast TV services for Brazil. Which cool. I mean, that's 
cool as hell. Bring them the television. <laughs> they can finally watch the Olympics. How the fuck else have they been <laughs> passing their time? I mean, come on now. Because, like, I've heard a lot about 30 Rock. <laughs> oh, Baldwin, you will get. So... This is a great this is great news for SpaceX seeing as in September they had a launch blow up right on the pad. Um, Elon Musk is hit with quite a Patriot happy, missile. Quite happy. Success <laughs> in his launches. Always great to see. Now the next launch um, that you will see is a uh, quite this is a gamble. It's they're gonna reuse one of the recovered thrusters from a, another Falcon 9, which this was a Falcon 9 rocket that went up um, as well. Elon Musk treats fucking rocket parts like old fruit. It's like, oh, oh no, that one's so good. Just uh, it's still, brush it's still it got, off. It's, a little, it's, it's got like a little bruise there and there. Elon, there's a, there's a bruise on the side. It's just like, it's, no, no, you just got to cut around that. Well, the point here is that, okay, in general, SpaceX's launches are generally cheaper. They're about $60 million, and I believe that the next competing would be around $100 million. Um, oh, wow. Now, the, the, the idea of reusing is that it would essentially cut down the cost dramatically to under $2 million to relaunch these rockets if they recover the thrusters. So you can essentially get 10 for the price of one. Yes, which could help us out dramatically in developing space developing in space rather also i should mention that echo star launch had good luck on its side it was um the second launch that spacex has had from launch complex 39a which is in um kennedy airspace in florida okay is where this all took place but the pad that they used really yeah when i was younger uh when i was in florida my dad lucky son of a bitch you got to visit nasa's like compound it so, was, uh, well, they have a they have like a little welcome center museum type thing. You can like, uh, look okay. out and see where they where they launched off from and stuff. Okay, okay, you might have even had a view of this pad, LC thirty nine A, which was used for this launch, is a historic pad <laughs> because it's where Apollo eleven took off. And if you don't know what oh, Apollo cool. eleven is, it's the space shuttle that took off in nineteen sixty nine that brought us to the moon for the very first time. Well, people at least. So, good luck was on their side in getting the satellite up, um, which is good for the investors for SpaceX after their mishap in September. There was a lot of worry with a private space firm. Right. <laughs> but as long as this next launch goes well with the reusable rocket, we're talking a huge breakthrough in space travel. You'll see a lot oh, more yeah. launches in the future. Um, it, Provided that they can narrow down all the eras, uh, one in a billion, trillion, God knows like what the fuck it is, um, at launch. Because that's when it always seems to have issues, is that first initial and, launch. And did we figure out earlier whether or not uh, it, it's like NASA is uses mon- gives money to SpaceX for, for transport and whatnot? Oh, you know what? I didn't actually look into that. I got caught up in other shit. From... From um, what I understand, that's we ha- we haven't found any articles so or anything. But what from happens, my understanding, I just a cross reference real quick. Yeah, NASA contracts um, SpaceX. Um, so technically, if even if you're like oh, fuck Elon Musk, fuck or, Tesla, fuck all yeah. that, um, yeah, <laughs> you still have an investment as a member of the United States because your taxpayer your tax money goes to NASA and then NASA contracts SpaceX. So it's in all of our good 
uh, 1.6 billion dollar contract that it so, goes well good chunk of change good chunk of change so don't go rooting sense. against spacex yeah not at all i hope nobody's rooting against any type of space travel we're gonna need a break from this motherfucker eventually <laughs> yeah if anything i hope that it um allows us to get more control because i i like neil degrasse tyson's idea that you know if we can up and leave from earth then we can st- also stay here and fix it yeah oh without a doubt yeah there's and, definitely and potential pr- and protect you know so i i say we we sort of get get everything as best we can here and uh continue to see where space takes us oh yeah we should definitely be trying to preserve our environment and improve regardless but Doing both i think we should be trying to take other planets over too man <laughs> what yeah as long like there's there's definitely morality issues with um one-way trips and generational trips yes and stuff along those lines this would be a great topic for uh, an upcoming episode that we're planning with uh alex schlichting yes he is our uh good reference for science in general <laughs> our chief or chief science our advisor. uh advisor and we're yes. hoping to have him on for another science episode in the near future Yes, with some uh, interesting topics. And if you have something crazy scientific that you're wondering, put it, post it to us. Send it to our Gmail, something. We'll bring it up in the yeah. show. Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure uh, you send them, send them that way. The Back on Earth, though, we're, we're sticking with what uh, Elon Musk is up to. Of course. With, with his Musk-y. Hyperloop vacuum-sealed train system. Ah, the um, fucking Hyperloop. The future of travel, we hope. This... This is uh, something that he's been working on for a while. It's capable traveling up to 700 miles per hour, and it could completely change the way we move around the globe. It, saying that you could do a ride on this from in, in California from San Francisco to L.A. in a half hour, which normally takes six to seven hours by car, depending on traffic. Yeah, can you imagine beating that? Oh, uh, inverse Inverse.com, where I like to get a lot of our uh, our tech news, uh, did a poll of some of their readers, and they said 43% of Americans surveyed do not think that the Hyperloop technology will be available in their lifetime, which is kind of depressing. I, I'm probably on the other end of that. I'm on the 57% that thinks uh, it will happen in our lifetime. Like, even if I'm an old man and I have to ride oh, the Hyperloop. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to happen, especially with Musk as driven as he is to leave his stamp on this planet. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah, and also will definitely happen somewhat. They pulled people further and said, if the systems were in place today, would you ride it? And 37% said they would use it, and only 8% would said they would outright refuse. Huh. I mean, I wonder why anyone would be. Are they just being stubborn? Scared of it? I don't know. I would be afraid of it. I would wait until multiple testings had been done. You'd mentioned earthquakes being afraid of. It now that was my off. main concern with it. Actually, is what if any type of settling happens on the track and shifts the tubing, and then the tubing you're like in the hyperloop. There's no stopping. There's no brake system really. Fucking yeah, that that, that could. I'm I'm hoping that they would have a lot of safety precautions put on that. Yeah, hopefully, right? Like a monitoring More, system. Right. I always like polls, so I I found a lot of the data that they got from their readers interesting. Um, they said 17% of Americans would choose a one-time trip on the Hyperloop over a one-time trip to space. 
So people are all still space crazy. Of course, man. They'll never not be space crazy. I mean, it's interesting as hell. Like, there's more out there. What is there? You know? True. Or, we're yeah, we're all about going up. But we also have the oceans here, which we don't seem to explore nearly yeah. as much. And it's so unexplored. I forget where I had heard it, but uh, there is a uh, quote that was something along the lines of, it's funny that our planet is called Earth when it's very clearly ocean. Huh. Yeah, true, right? Cause of, just because of how much it covers, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, which is wild, yeah. Yeah, it's wild that the mass is planet. SpaceX has held a pod competition to see uh, which is the best vehicle to use in the tunnels for the Hyperloop 1, uh, which will be the world's first full-scale Hyperloop test track in the Nevada desert. So if you got to go from northern Nevada desert to southern Nevada desert, we got you there in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like if you need to go from nowhere to nowhere fast hop on the hyperloop one. <laughs> oh my god i'm you know oh. what he might be thinking ahead on this and he might be thinking all right if i build in the nevada desert it's desolate it's barren i can show people it works i can then get people he'll build a hyperloop track where it's like station at vegas station at lake tahoe station at san francisco station at uh uh, los angeles and then back to vegas and or san diego you know hit all the major cities that he can maybe even up to like uh portland and seattle he's the he's the new uh what is it was a rockefeller who was it rockefeller i think was oil i'm trying to think of who is the uh railroad person uh fucking vanderbilt right possibly I don't it was know. our Car- Carnegie had the steel, oh. so that was a, that was a big thing uh, back then with laying down the steel track. So that I, I'm thinking he's the new Carnegie man. He's uh, he's laying down the tracks, and he's gonna make this. Hopefully, we will be able to meet up in Kansas for our our weekly podcast, and it will only take us each thirty minutes. Yeah, that would. Yeah, if we're doing this in seventy years, maybe. We'll see maybe, if maybe. it's, you know, if it's something that like maybe the president can get behind and they see the, the value in it and it's like, oh, we can move people around zip zap zippity zap. We can like fucking make everything happen. People can get behind it just like they are with SpaceX and NASA. It's not a bad idea. And with medical advances, it's not crazy to think I might not make 150, 170. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, well, hell, you want to talk about medical advances? If he can get this thing moving fast enough, maybe we can hit this, the um, galactic speed limit, the speed of light, and then oh, from that point we can bend time and shrink and it fucking, and, and push it towards the present, so that if you end up getting cancer or some sort of uh, terminally ill disease, you just hop on one of these trains that's gonna spin you around until we got the cure. And it's like, oh, all those people have leukemia. Slow that train down. We got the cure now. Pop them out. Boop, bop, beep. You lost like, you know, you might be on there for five years and then it's 10 years later. Theoretically, this all could work. You know, we're moving towards some uh, really interesting things. Uh, Damn it. I want to get Al on here. Every time we talk about tech, man, too much. What's going on here? Is that what I spell? Did did he put a neural lace in your mind? Are you, are you Uh, one with AI? They're going to shut me down if you keep talking that way. Ah, well, keeping (laughs) relative and our next story here, we have an entrepreneur who has invested a hundred million dollars in plan to link brains to computers. Very nice. similar to what you might think of the Neural Lace Project, which 
infuses a fiber optic uh, type of cable, basically threading into your brain itself. So it actually becomes one with you. Now, ow. Can I say ow? That feels like ow. Yeah. Now, there's multiple ways that um, this is actually done, um, which he's transferred his way from making a um, memory add-on like he initially came out investing this hundred million behind a company called kernel the yeah, guy well, his name is a, brian threw a Johnson, couple terabytes on his brain yeah he just wanted to throw a couple extra terabytes so they had storage <laughs> no he wanted to manipulate memory so that you had access to like you know um per se a database of knowledge when he, that's what that's the idea when he initially invested behind kernel sounds now, like he's he, trying to cheat on jeopardy yeah 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 right exactly just store like every i'm gonna go through the database and every question they've ever asked i'm gonna find an answer to find every every relevant topic <laughs> store it on the You're hard right. drive store it Good. up on there the yeah. last hundred episodes Winner. Winner. plug it in <laughs> but no now he wants to put in a sensor that actually manipulates the brain and sends pulses to it and okay. one of the ways is similar to neural lace where it has a threading that incorporates another way is a pin like material, like, uh, absorption, like where, so you would literally have pins that go into your brain and they send back. How like, is that? Do they have to like drill through your skull? That's the only way I could imagine is yeah, it would right? take surgery to do this. Uh, of course, this has not happened at any time in the future, but they are starting to take into procedures with mice. Um, oh, okay. With the sensors of actually like uh, incorporating the implants to the brain. Are they making them dance? What are they doing to them? Um, it doesn't How say they what routines they're doing. It's not um, like the mouse could be like, oh yes, now I know all of the wines that were produced from 1998 some type of, to 2000. They're reading a signal. So basically, they're reading like a signal sent to computers um, from the mice in the sensor, and the computer chips actually delivering signals faster than a laptop can handle now what what the actual data is i'm not sure cheese 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 so cheese 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 they're narrow yeah right oh my god it's just like oh god it's gonna blow up it's just pulling run, up pictures run, 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 of run. cheese on a wheel. i can't close out the windows there's so much cheese so yeah and i mean uh the the actual lab is ran by a professor um that, at mit edward boyden and he's analyzing new ways of uh new brain tissue like methods of incorporating electronics so it, it's pretty fascinating I'm just imagining them at the fucking computer while they're w- reading the data coming in, and they're like, God damn, these mice are smart. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm assuming they have to keep it fucking secret, because, like, apparently in Silicon Valley, like, uh, it's a huge thing right now, the whole, like, neuroscience, like, neurotechnology. A lot of, a lot of millionaires are invested in it, so. They're gonna pay some George character to smuggle the mice out? fucking pet them oh, to death so that they can fucking collect the bodies and take the take the technology oh, turn around george turn around <laughs> like we ha- we can't let him go he might say something like i'll do it are you ready lenny, to see- lenny was always a good guy <laughs> are you ready to see your reward you just have to turn around and then turn around again now turn around and close your eyes for just two seconds it's like stare at the dispensary lenny think about the nugs oh god <laughs> Poor Lenny's getting caught up in Silicon Valley's mafia mice business. It's Man. pretty terrible. So would you get a uh, would you get a brain surgery going on just to get advanced intelligence and keep um, to send an email from your mind? <laughs> no, you know I we got some uh, we got some cool gadgets coming up that like I would probably want to get my hands on, but 
the neuro lace plugging into my mind, like shoving a not, wire in my brain. Uh, not your thing? Not feeling it. The, this next uh, little tech story that we have going on, though, this is something I might indulge in just to give it a try. What we have up next, is we're calling tech tattoos. Uh, there's a new wave of conductive ink that people are using to paint tattoos onto their skin, usually on their arm. It is able to conduct electricity through the ink and keep diodes going, different sensors. Chaotic Moon is a tech studio who's designing some of these tech tats, and they're saying it can transform medicine. They're saying it could replace getting a physical. It could, you know, go to an app that monitors your heart rate, your your glucose level, possibly. See, there, there's a, all kinds of great, applications. Man. Any irregular, uh, irregularities, you could just, like, tell right away, maybe get an alert. It can be used to monitor a fever. I was even, like, before they even said anything about the medical uses for it, I, I was thinking EDM people would love this shit. Oh fucking festival people this is something that they would easily go for that you well, put put yeah. a whole design of leds on your arm that's conductive and it actually lights up and it's just oh, powered dude. by no battery pack hanging off just what's raving on your arm raving it out man it's pretty crazy and then like the obviously the medical technology uh benefits of it is astounding think about how many people could be freed up at a hospital if you're not having that every person go every nurse go and check the blood pressure check the temperature uh do all those things that could essentially be monitored by a bio patch that's painted onto your skin you know yeah come in interactive pop that shit on five minutes later you got all those readings and the doctor can come right in wireless yeah no intrusive fucking checkup like you were saying right man it's it's definitely interesting they, yeah. It's funny because they charge it up because it uh, they'll take, like, two wires and touch it with, like, two double A's to get it charged. And that'll keep it going for a little while. Man. See, that's so fucking cool. I couldn't even imagine. They call it electric uh, paint, the ink that they use. Electric paint. I like that. I like it's that. Fairly, it, it's fairly cool. I, I have to say, I, I really liked it as an idea when I saw it. And there's definitely potential for the future in this. Yeah, oh man. It's so fucking futuristic, it's not even funny. Like it's just crazy, like interactive piece of you with technology. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely put up some uh Instagram or something posts showing off the little tech tattoos. Now, if that's a little too futuristic for you, if you're one of the uh retro techie lovers, I've got just the thing for you. But you're going to need between $190,000 and $320,000. <laughs> what we have steep. here. Let me check is, my wallet. You got it? Just double check real quick. I'm a little short. How short? I can front you. You got like $200,000? Uh, you're on your own, dude. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to need an investor. <sighs> Write us at Gmail. <laughs> Well, if you can pocket the investors, what we've got here for you is one in only eight functional Apple One computers. Now, this is the this is it. This is the original Apple. This is what started the whole Mac phenomena. That's crazy. And it actually works. And what's cool about this is um, it was actually a computer similar to the Mac Mini, if you're familiar with it. It was sold without a screen, so you would hook it up to your TV, and it came with a keyboard 
and it was uh, just a circuit board basically okay um it was ahead of its time and at the time when it sold it was sold for six hundred and sixty six dollars and sixty six cents which is about twenty eight hundred dollars in today's dollars uh in today's money you know that's an odd price <laughs> that's a very odd price isn't it steve jobs shout at the devil <laughs> steve wozniak uh what were you doing in that garage? worshiped lucifer <laughs> in the den of their garage <laughs> Built the computers now, from the blood of the chosen virgins. Oh God! Oh. Why'd they make it that pr- that price? I don't Unless know. Unless they were man. sacrificing goats in their in their garage. There's two in the garage here, man. They produced about 200 of these computers in that garage. Uh, I believe Steve Wozniak was the main technician and creator. You know, uh, it was Jobs' idea, but Wozniak was the nerd that put it all to works. Um, <laughs> nerded it up for him. Nerded it up. Um, most of the 200 computers actually came back to them. Um, they took and gave aggressive discounts on the Apple II when it came out for people who would trade in. And uh, we'll give you three apples. They ended up destroying <laughs> for the price them. of one. Oh they wow! Destroyed them. They destroyed most of them. So that's why there's only eight available, and they're a relic in our history, man. The beginning of of this whole new fucking level we're in. I'm on right now. A new Mac. You yeah, know? same area, mean, actually. On a, you're on a fucking new Mac right now. Like, it's... Yep. They've ruined our lives. You have an iPhone, <laughs> you know? Yep. I everything. Guilty. Guilty yeah. as charged. I, actually, I even have one of the uh, Mac minis that you were talking about before. Yeah, I know you did. I, I always wanted to get one because I saw yours, and I was like, that's really fucking cool. Well, you know what, you know what sucks? The Now it's... Uh, it's I got it back in, like, 07 or, like, 04 five or oh four uh so yeah. it's it's been phased out like you can't really d- uh update it to the yeah. latest software because it doesn't have that i could get the hardware so- for it but i'm not gonna do that yeah that's what mac likes to do they always do the hardware they do the uh updates with the uh new osx's and uh i have i have four macs in total and two of them you, you can't update at all so they're pretty much worthless you know what I'm gonna say about this uh, this one at working Apple computer? What about? I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a page out of Indiana Jones book. Okay. It belongs in a museum. It does belong in a museum. This is like the beginning of our fucking tech obsession. It's like, it's uh, if there's only one working out of eight, like they should have that on display, like with it oh, like, loaded up. Oh no no no! It's one of eight working computers. I'm sorry. Yeah, one of one of eight working Apple computers. There's only eight left, though, in the world, right? Yeah, eight that work. Yeah, there might be, like, pieces of them in some museums. Like crappy but... ones that don't work anymore. If it still works, then we should, we should get that shit in a museum. Yeah, man. And, I mean, it's insane. The prototype, there's a prototype before the Apple one, and that sold for about $815,000 in August of 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy, That's man. insane. And we're talking the Apple One was sold from April of, of 1976 to September of 1977. Huh. So it's not even that I'm old. I'm surprised man. they're still around. It's like almost 30 years, a little bit over. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like 40 years now. So, like, it's still not that old for that much gain. $600 to 300000 possibly. Damn. Man. Museum. Go back in Put it in time. a museum. You know what to grab. <laughs> Go see old Steve Jobs in his mom's garage. <laughs> you can you could do you could do tons of things if you go back in time. I'm True. not visiting Every Steve Super Jobs. Bowl. <laughs> There's so many things you could do. 
you don't have to uh, really go back in time anymore. It seems like we're already kind of reversing people, you know, not taking cars anymore, riding bikes more often. Oh, going yeah, back, man. going back to the uh, pedal to the metal, putting the uh, feet on the street, not oh, seeing as yeah. much of the people out there stuck in traffic, which is nice. I, I, I myself have wanted to get my bike out here. It's still back in New York from when I made the move. 3,000 miles away. It's helping you. <laughs> yeah, but he's still holding on to it, but I, I got to get a hold of it. If I do get a hold of it, I'm thinking this next story. By the way, we're moving. Uh, this is going to be a special te- uh, part of the technology segment. This is going to be some gadgets that we found amongst the uh, technology stories that we brought to you in this segment. So a Kickstarter campaign looks to turn any bike into an electric bike. And it's quite the futuristic design as well. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a wheel. It only takes sixty seconds to install. Yeah, it's just you pop it on just like any other normal wheel, um, and it's in an effort to help people harness the power of electricity without having to buy a separate electric bike. So as long as you can pop your front wheel off of your bike, you can pop this one on, and it is connected to a uh, little handlebar control system. And when you charge it up, you can go twenty miles per hour on flat surfaces. The battery on the bike will last about 20 miles if you don't pedal, or roughly 50 miles with pedaling. Fucking awesome. Fucking 20 miles an hour, charging up a little wheel. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I, if, oh, I, if I had a bike out here, I would definitely get one of these things. Yeah, man. They're, yeah. At, it's 20 they're miles a little on expensive. A, on a charge, too. So, I mean, that's pretty pretty good distance for one charge. Right. The uh, company's Kickstarter campaign... Uh, has already raised more than $390,000 of its initial goal of 75000 in just three days. So they got their money from the Kickstarter, and they're taking some special pre-orders, and to save money, you might want to get in on that pre-order because the retail price is 950 bucks. Damn, that's pretty yeah, But if that's you're but if you already ride your bike to work every day and stuff, and you're saving money on not having a car insurance, or not riding the bus, like insurance, God. gas, all Dude, that three, shit. Like, yeah, well, four months, we'll say, of insurance could pay for that. Seriously. Yeah, that's crazy. 20 miles an hour, as long as you work within 10 miles of your house. <laughs> yeah, that's – uh, it's because some people are really into biking, you know, and that might be a good way to – you know, go yeah. go a little bit further than you would be able to. And if you pedal, you get even further than 20 miles. Um, get that 50. Yeah, you can get up to 50 miles with pedaling assistance. You got you to gotta check on your pegs, and then you're going like 30 miles pedaling. Yeah, yeah, true. You better pedal your ass off. Depends on what she weighs, get I guess. Downtown. Oh, let's not go into there and insult the you lady. Might, you might get 10 <sighs> miles out of it. Now our next item that we're that featuring. back tire needs some air. <sighs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, the, this, we should also mention this tire is foam, so it will not go flat on you. But your back tire, it could go flat. <laughs> that might that might give out. That might pop. So consider that. Wait <clears throat> a minute when <laughs> stepping on the pegs. Maybe get a sign. You might want to. You might want to do that. I'm not sure. Think jot, you gotta you gotta jot down your plan ahead of time. Do the math on a whiteboard. Always think ahead. We're big, we're firm believers of that at American Soccer. Think ahead, people. Now. In case you don't have the 900 bucks and you still want something cool, it's tech-related, our next object might be for you. Now, what it is, is it's an item called Johto, and it's by a design studio called Those. 
What it is is it's a giant interactive message board that has a robotic arm on it. Um, and it can draw out your tweets for you or like random Slack messages from people. Uh, you can program it on an app for all the different things you want it to do. Right now it's available. Uh, it's not available technically. You can The Kickstarter is available. Um, you can purchase $1.99, which you'll get the early bird unit, which will be shipped in uh, December of this year. Okay. I think it's a really interesting thing. Like I'm all about interactive wall pieces. So like Oh definitely. You know, like uh those digital photo frames when they came out. I was amused with those when I was a kid. Like I thought that was those so cool. Those are so cool. Yeah. So it's like things like this I see and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's literally a, ro- a robotic arm drawing like whatever you want. Like um if you chip in an extra hundred bucks on the campaign for the Kickstarter, they'll do three hundred and sixty five days of art, which uh, will program automatic art to be drawn onto your message board for the first year now is it like you gotta load this thing up with markers or like how's that work um it's all a a refillable ink marker um okay that's on it like it looks like it has like a little cylinder that you unscrew and put it in like a ink cartridge of sorts now right now it seems that it's only in black but i'm sure there's going to be attachments and whatnot for different colors it definitely has there you go customize it yeah it definitely has room to grow especially with programming and the application that you use to control it um but yeah i mean fuck yeah why not just like have a message board so your friends can fucking tell you messages and draw them on your fucking shit yeah that'd be sick well then you could wake up and maybe have like auto programmed messages to like write on there so it's like oh so and so wants me to pick up milk maybe i'll uh, grab that you know and that's another thing is like i should have said the app you can like do to do lists so you could be out like away from your house and write something down and it'll update it on that board for you which is incredibly useful nice so that, that is really useful that'll be there boom sweet did did they have that one at the consumer electronics show um i don't believe this was at ces okay um, ces is if people don't know consumer electronics show is like one of those big uh convention type things where people are allowed to go and see all the new cool technology it happens usually in the beginning of the year yeah, I believe it's been going on 30 to 40 years. It's been going on like the 80s to 70s. It's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. The uh, the next uh, little gadget that we have, again, another expensive one. But we'll get to that price tag later. <laughs> uh, let's, let's sell we'll you on there. it. Yeah, At there uh, CES in 2017, uh, early this year, uh, LG unveiled the OLED Signature W Wallpaper TV. It's a mouthful. The unbelievably thin uh, organic light-emitting diode television is only two and a half millimeters wide and oh, comes in a 77-inch... people. Yeah, Don't sorry, thick, it. Don't not confuse wide. that. 2.5 millimeters. Thick. That's insane. Uh, and it mounts directly to your wall. Um, it comes in a 77-inch and a 65-inch screen. It's supposed to hit the stores sometime this month, which is why we're letting people know. I want I um, want everybody to, like, just take it into mind. Like, I can't get over that. Like, that's like a beer bottle, like a glass bottle, like the cap to a glass bottle. That's that's as thick as it. And it, lo- it literally does look like a poster or like a framed picture on your wall the only weird thing about it that i will say like well first off before i get too into this um if people don't know what oled is which is something that i had to read up on it is it means organic light emitting diodes 
OLED screens are made with organic compounds that light up and glow uh, different colors when electricity passes through it. This is different than regular LCD screens which use color filters and light blocking liquid crystals or plasmas which use RGB phosphors. So if you're interested in that end of it. It's uh, it's basically using electricity to create natural colors. And the lifespan is way longer with any LED sort. They look beautiful. Oh, the color the color spectrum is a lot wider as well than an uh, LCD per se. You might be thinking, like, how do they get this super beautiful, super thin TV to, like, be that size? You know, how can it be that thin? Well... It comes with a little sound bar that has all the guts in the TV. Yeah. This is a 20-pound, like, rectangle that has to sit below the TV. And you can, like, hide the cords, kind of, or maybe put the cords through your wall and have them come back out. Um, but the TV mounts really nicely to the wall. You just need something for that bar underneath of it. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like that much of a hassle for what you're getting. I mean, it's uh, I just can't get over how thin and beautiful that that is. Even the cable, the power cable, and all that is a flat cable. It seems that's no thicker yep. than the TV. So you can you can stash that away fairly easily. Now tell me how much it's gonna cost to get me to having a wallpaper TV, the thinnest TV with the most beautiful display that is 4K. <laughs> Now, they didn't have a price on Best Buy when we were looking earlier, but what we did find, I believe it was like, what, eight grand? Like seven, nine, 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 nine? Yep, seven, nine, nine across. Ugh. Seven, yeah, nine, so if you're, if you're wanting to get this, uh, and that was for the, was that for the 65? Yeah, that was for the 65, which we also found out, what was the next one? Was it 75 or like 77? 77. They have two, they have the 65 and the 77. 65 doesn't cut it for you. We don't have a price on that 75, but we can assure you it's going to set you back a couple G's more. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, if you do get that TV... I'm sure the remote, even though it's an expensive TV, I'm sure it's going to come with some shitty-ass typical remote right. that is just garbage. Don't use half the buttons on it. You don't use, yeah, you don't use most of the buttons. It's just ugly looking. Well, we've got the solution for you here in our next product. What we have is a soon-to-be-released remote that can control over 25,000 products to date. Um, it can control anything from your lights to your TV, old and new, even if you have one of those old square box TVs, the speakers, those new thermostats that are interactive, cameras, blinds, fans, locks, sockets, everything, anything you could imagine. I mean, I was talking to you earlier, now they're developing smart shower systems that you could preheat and have set up for you from another room That'd be or awesome. when you're on your way. That'd be really nice. <laughs> So this remote is a touch screen that basically has an interactive device that as soon as you point it at whatever you're, you point it at, it knows what you're looking at. It pulls up the menu for it. Sometimes it'll have a monitor, individual uh, that um, mimics the screen, mirrors, the word I was looking for. Um, gotcha. Like for your TV and whatnot, like say you're using like uh, Apple TV or whatnot. Right. And it just, it's so sleek and small and beautiful. I, I love this remote. I honestly might have to get this remote, um, especially with the advancements and everything becoming smart interactive in your house. This, it's, this smart remote is by 7hugs. If you wanted to check it out, 7hugs.com. Um, you can pre-order today at 
$229. But it's an investment that will come back and pay you off in comfort. Yeah. It's it's nice to have everything in one place, for sure. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, man. And, I mean, like, as far as, like, in cable, it'll have the image, like, the logos for your cable channel you want to select. So it makes it real user-friendly. Probably do Shit, your... Shit, if you need probably to... Do, or, I'm thinking the whole house could go on it. Oh, yeah, man. Anything you want. And as soon as you, like, point it at it, it knows what you're pointing at. Thermostat, get, has, get Bluetooth washing machines, the garage door, locks for the door. Oh, shit. Dude, the locks are cool too now, but I always worry about those getting hacked. Like, Shit, you can order an Uber from it if you wanted. Nice. It can do anything. It can do it all. So it uses Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or infrared. That's how it's capable of delivering signals to just about any device that requires a remote. Infrared's the older technology, and of course everything nowadays is Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how you, I expected it to be set up, you know, because you can get, I'm sure there's washers, and I think there's refrigerators now that even connect to Bluetooth in your house, or the Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, even, you know, like in the older days, we'd have, like, fans and air conditioners with remotes. Yep. You know? Things like that, you can actually, there's a automatic adaption to where you can just program it to pick up the signaling, and uh, you can just control oh, wow. those, too. So you can literally take over everything that has a remote. Anything that has a remote, you nice. can use it for. Just make sure you have a firewall on your Wi-Fi. Yeah, definitely use protection. Encrypt that. As in Encrypt any that case. Shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck Jeff Sessions. So, moving on. Fuck Jeff Sessions. If you're going to have that one remote to rule them all, you might be watching some banging TV shows. Or you might be looking for some suggestions for some banging TV shows. And we got them for you. We got a couple of things that... A couple of uh, programs that you're not going to find on cable. You're going to find them on uh, HBO, Stars, Netflix. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> the. I, I'm covering some HBO shows uh, with with my uh, portion of this segment, and one that I wanted to touch on that I'm enjoying a lot is called Crashing. It stars Pete Holmes, who is an up and coming uh, comedian in New York City, and his SNL. His white, rip, really? Yeah, he was on. Oh, that might be I, a different. Yeah, it might be he, the same name, different guy. Honestly, hold on a second. Oh, look at me fucking up. I am sorry, people. That is a mistake. Was uh, is there another Pete Holmes on SNL though? <sighs> I could be shot. I'm almost positive there's a Pete Holmes on SNL. But continue on. The uh, the Pete Holmes in crashing is uh. He get, gets kicked out of his house, uh, but well, because he finds his wife cheating on him, and fuck Pete Davidson. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt different you, but Pete. God, we've been drinking. Fuck Jeff Sessions. <laughs> fuck Jeff Sessions. So, uh, in crashing, Pete Holmes is his wife was supporting his him in his dream of trying to become a comedian, but she ends up cheating on him, and he finds out, and she she kicks him out, and. He's going to sell the house and is moving to uh, Florida, I believe. So he's forced to stay at other at different comedians' houses after doing sets and kind of learning his ways and getting his footing in the New York City stand-up comedy biz. It's really funny. It's got a lot of good cameos. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of other comedians popping up in the Yeah, the first episode has Artie Lang in it. Second episode has TJ Miller. Oh, that's awesome. In, 
It, Damn. One That's podcast cool. that I know that me and Matt are both uh, fans of, last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski was Hey-o. on Crashing. Hail a motherfucker. He, hail, hail Henry Zabrowski. So there's a lot of really funny people popping in and out of this show. It's, uh, it's ki- still continuing now. I think there's only four or five episodes out total. Definitely have to it's one worth out. catching for sure. Uh, catch crashing, Pete Holmes. Uh, I I didn't know what to think of Pete Holmes. I've seen him in some other shows before. I was I wasn't quite sure what to think of him, but he's really funny in this show. I, I enjoy it. Ah, I'm so disappointed. The whole time you were telling me, I was imagining Pete Davidson. Oh, he needs a show too. He'd ah, be really I'm funny. Upset. I'm upset. I really like him. He's one of my favorite up and comers on right. SNL. So uh, the next HBO show, since I said I'm doing two from HBO is uh called big little lies now this one has uh reese witherspoon uh, nicole kidman shailene woodley alexander skarsgård adam scott zoe kravitz uh and a number of other uh accomplished actors and actresses and it's an hbo uh dark comedy drama that's based off of a novel by the same name by leanne moriarty it acts it takes okay. place in my area. That's kind of why I'm obsessed with this show. Not that it's not. Oh, not that it's awesome. good. Not, or I'm sorry. Not that it's not good. <laughs> not that it's good. Not that it's good. Don't watch so don't it. Watch it. No. Don't watch it. Uh, Fuck this it's guy. It's got a cool little mystery going on. It's basically like uh, overprotective and overbearing um, mothers of first graders who get involved and like get into each other's shit to the point where there's a murder at some point. So it's a bit of a mystery. It kind of cuts back and forth to, like, interviews of people talking to detectives and police. I I, I love the fact that it has a shot of uh, Bixby Creek Bridge, which is, like, one of the most iconic places in Big Sur down here. Um, I remember when they were up here shooting with Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. They did a few of the shots around here, and I believe they did the rest in L.A. It's a good mystery. Okay. See, that's awesome. I love when places are filmed. And a funny, a nice little touch that I appreciated is they got a lot of stuff right when it came to Monterey. And one of them uh, I noticed was like the uh, the flags for the news stations on the microphones uh, in one of the scenes were the actual news stations around here, like the ABC, the NBC, the CBS, uh, the Fox station. It was all the actual ones. So they went to that length oh, wow. to actually get that stuff right. Detail. I saw the book the other day at the store and I picked it up and I was flipping through trying to find out if it said anything about Monterey, but I, I didn't see anything off the bat. The first couple chapters it's, it's worth watching though. It's if you like kind of mysteries and drama, uh, HBO always does really good. Yeah. I love man. HBO is always there. Like before Netflix, there was HBO and production like that. I, uh, I've always loved right. HBO series. There's uh, going to be seven episodes. It's a mini series. So it's not like there's going to be seasons or anything. Um, they're already about three or four out, I believe at this point. So make sure you check that out. Check Big out. Little lies um, I have a few that I wanted to recommend as well. Finally, I get to talk about black sales. I made he, you've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been obsessed. I've been talking your ear off about it because I've been obsessed. Black Sales is a Stars production. It's been out since, God, 2013, I believe. They're on four seasons now. Um, they're on the final season. It's it's actually on air right now. I'm in the midst of it. I think we're on like episode eight. Check it out on Sundays if you don't know what it is. Check out one episode randomly. You'll love it. Now, what Black Sales is, obviously, if you don't get it from the, the, the uh, title, 
It's a tale about pirates, and it's in the golden age of pirates. So it's um, it's technically, I guess, a prequel to uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island. Oh. Which I don't understand because I thought that Captain Flint in Treasure Island was a parrot, but I might be wrong. Um, Maybe it's named know. after. Now, uh, but anyway, it follows Captain Flint, who is has the reputation of being the most brilliant and feared of all the pirates. Um, also, you come across Blackbeard in the series, and there's a like a politician's um, daughter running like um, NASA. The okay. community that pirates would commonly like resort to in the Caribbean, and uh, she's it's got a Game of Thrones element to it. Everybody's trying to get the the reins of like control for NASA, and uh, man, it's fucking brutal kill kill offs. Um, the cast is amazing. Um, Hannah New plays Eleanor Guthrie, the woman, the daughter I was telling you about that runs NASA. Toby Stevenson is uh, Captain Flint. And Zach McGowan, you might recognize from Shameless. He was Brody in Shameless. Okay. Now, he plays a pirate who is, like, another really feared pirate, Captain Charles Bane, in the series. Which, it took me a second to get into because I was like, that's fucking Brody. Huh. Like, get out of here. Wait, who was Brody like, again on Shameless? He was the boyfriend that was, like, hooking up with the daughter and the mom. Fuck, I forget. I forget what's what So much happens in that show. Oh, my God. Um... So yeah, fucking lips. Uh, oh, I know who you're the talking. The blonde about. girlfriend. Yep, I know uh, who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. Fuck. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about though. The uh, guy. Brody was, was the lingerer. He's stupid. He was lingering around the house, slept with the daughter, then the mother. Yeah, he was like kind of airheaded. Airheaded as fuck. He is not airheaded in this. He's actually a brilliant actor in this. Oh and, wow. Uh, it made me actually like him. And he like really pulled off the feared pirate that was intelligent at the same point. Nice. And um, his ending on the show is amazing. Honestly, it's a great story arc. So if you're into pirates at all, fucking check this out. Because I overlooked this one time watching the first episode, thinking it was shit. And I gave it a chance, and I got addicted. Nice. Yeah, you've been talking about it a lot. Oh, yeah. And there's four seasons. There's plenty to binge watch. And that one's on... Stars. Stars. Um, Yeah, that's a Stars production. Get it on the internet. Like everybody else. Come on. (laughs) And the other thing that I wanted to talk about is a an American comedy series called Love. Um, this is written by Judd Apatow and also Paul Rust, who is the main character. Um, in this, funny, you're funny guy. Yeah, very funny, very funny. Both guys, I love Paul. Uh, I, I love Apatow's productions. Yep. all of them. Yep. And uh, Paul Rust is just great. Um, you might recognize him. He's been in, in Glorious Bastards. Um, I love you and Beth Beth Cooper. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is actually the first time I paid attention to Paul Rust, and uh, he's the main character in this in the show. He's a nice guy. He's a nerd. His name's Gus. Just to give you the the whole background of him, Gus is enough you need to know. <laughs> and uh, basically, he goes through a tough breakup with a cheating girlfriend, and then he moves into this. Uh, trendy apartment complex that's uh inhabited by like a crew of like crazy people man and uh he goes on a journey meeting this girl mickey dobbs and mickey dobbs is quite the character it's if you like shameless you'll relate to this in a way because mickey dobbs is very much like a a gallagher yeah i could see Um, that she's a mess of life now she's the the actress is the same one from community who played brie yes 
Yes, Jillian Jacobs was Aubrey uh, on Community. Um, or Br- no, I'm sorry, Britta fucking... on Community. I don't okay. want to get that wrong. Yeah, see, I'm, I've only watched a few episodes of Community. I didn't know her character. I just know she was on Community from her IMDb. I was like, wait, I know her um, name was like a water filter. <laughs> yeah, it's the only fucking thing she's really been notable in. But she's going to be in a lot more after this because this was uh, a great performance. Um, a random Dave Allen appearance. Um, he was in Freaks and Geeks as the counselor, and he's in this. He was like one of the random like neighbors that they Paul Russ meets up with and jams out. Like they have jam sessions and they write movie songs. I'm sure that songs for movies was rather. tied to Apatow with the Freaks and Geeks thing. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so I feel like he incorporates Dave Allen in a lot of his his different projects. I could see that. <laughs> Dave Allen's just one of those characters. But yeah, so I mean, it's just a battle of like relationships and adult life, and um, Gus is a tutor on set for a famous production of a show called Wichita, and uh, he's tutoring a young girl, so he's dealing with that amongst his relationship status, amongst trying to build a career. Um, he writes screenplays and random odd things in the end too. So it's it's quite a journey. This whole show, which is relatable. Um, it's just adult life. Right. I loved it. And they're on season two. Um, so check it out. You got two seasons to binge watch of this. And uh, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. Check it out. I watched a decent amount of season one. I haven't gotten to season two yet. They're, Netflix it's is better. always putting out tons of shit. Thank God. I love it. Right. They're always producing good quality stuff. Like we always say, they're like the bad parent. They're always more oh, fun over at they Netflix. They don't want you to do anything. Well, now, one more thing we wanted to throw in. Uh, it's not something that either me or Matt have watched because it's actually not out yet today as of us recording. Uh, it will be out as of release date. So, uh, And we are in tree. Yeah. Uh, Iron Fist is coming out on Netflix. Now, Iron Fist is an uh, old Marvel comic character, and he basically knows martial arts his ability to call the power of the iron fist so he can make himself his fist like i guess indestructible indestructible um, watch the trailer it comes <laughs> out on st patrick's day uh it premiered uh, on the 15th in new york city and they're releasing all the episodes like netflix does on uh the 17th hell yes so you'll be able don't make us wait by the time this is out it'll already have been out for a couple of days maybe you'll be ahead of us and you'll already have seen it but i think it's worth paying attention to because iron fist along with luke cage luke cage uh great show god i fucking love luke cage. jessica jones which i i loved that i watched it twice i gotta give that a chance and daredevil along with daredevil yeah that's another one i gotta give a chance though all four of those netflix characters are gonna come together into one show called the defenders um, and that's supposed to be out this year. I believe it's supposed to come out in uh, mid-2017 is what they're proposing. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a show, I bet, man. It's going to be another little mini-series that they're going to put out on Netflix where it's like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Daredevil and Iron Fist all kicking ass together. Sort of like Netflix's answer to the Avengers. Avengers, yes. I was, I was going to say that, yes. Yep. Oh, and I'm sorry, um, I'm forgetting Elektra. Elektra is also on the Defenders. Well, I thought that was a rumor as of now. Um, it says it also st- stars Elodie Young and Electra. Oh. Or no, as Electra Nachios. Nat- oh, the role okay. From so that is Daredevil. confirmed. That's awesome. Okay. 
Okay. Yep. That's legit. That's going to be, yeah. I trust that more. The Avengers got a little weak, and I feel like Netflix is searching for really good parties on who the production is. They're on point with that shit. Netflix knows what yeah. they're doing. Holy fuck are they. Keep doing what you're doing, Netflix. We dig it. Yeah, we fucking like it. <laughs> And I think that brings us to the end of the show. A very long, awesome episode. We know, and we're glad you're along for the ride. I know this was a long one, guys. Yeah, thanks for bearing with us. I'm uh, halfway through a Magic Hat number nine sampler. <laughs> Not sampler. Bulk pack, we'll call it. Whatever. And we love you. We, we love you, and we're glad you're uh, listening along. We got some plugs. <laughs> Let's plug it in. Oh, oh we're going to plug in right now. Check us out, people. We need some love. We need a little bit of visitation at our Facebook. Also, check out our Instagram if you haven't checked that out. But get back to the Facebook. American Slacker Podcast. Also, if you want to get at our main hub, americanslackerpodcast.wordpress.com. If you wanted to send us an email, you can get at us at americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. One more note on that Facebook uh if you head over there and you like that, you'll get advance notice about any giveaways that we're going to do on Instagram or Twitter. So make sure you do that to get in on any of the stuff we're giving away. Uh, to, Free shit. To get at us on Twitter or Reddit, you do at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R podcast. That's at Ammer Slacker podcast. You can also check us out on our personal Instagrams. Mine is Landers the Plane. And I'm at MWG Media. Rate and review us on iTunes. We always appreciate that. Helps us out a lot. That's a way that we can uh, have other people get a hold of our podcast and the thing that you love to stick around and listen to. Patreon is a great way to become a supporter of the show. If you are li- Sponsor us. If you want to become a sponsor, think of it this way. We put out four episodes at least per month. If you donate a dollar, that's 25 cents per episode. If you think that this two hours of entertainment almost that we've brought you is uh, worth uh, a quarter we'll take it and you get your you'll get a shout out for doing so um if you donate five dollars you can ask us a question that we will answer on the show we are legally obligated to answer on the show we are it's in the contract it, it's there at gunpoint and shit i'm saying i'm saying it's 20 cents because we put out five episodes at least a month true there's usually a bonus episode so fair deal yeah sponsor us get your name up on this shit If you like what we do, back it up. All right, people. We fucking love you. I'd say that's it. There you go. And what else? Fuck Jeff Sessions. Fuck you. Smoke weed every day. Fuck Jeff Sessions. Smoke weed every day. Smoking dope. Ain't gonna rat you out, you know. Puffing the Chiba. Go by the seesaw, smoke a J. You know what I'm talking about? Smoking dope. Puffing the Chiba.